Hey, what up, though? This is your boy CB. That's Chill B. And this is the Chill Bravado Podcast. And I give you a series called Laker 8216. That's what we cover the grind of an 82 game long season where it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And today we're going to talk about the AD update on the injury. We're going to talk about LBJ coming in 38 hot. As well as we're going to talk about how the Kang spoke a little bit and he kind of got into how he feels about the roster, um, just playing games to play games, you know, kind of voice his opinion a little bit. Maybe did he put a little pressure on the front office and when I feel like he put that pressure on them, you know, I'm going to give you my, my take on it. We're going to talk about um, some of the games that we had just recently going by. I'm going to talk about uh, mainly about the Miami Atlanta game and tell you the difference in the ops and how the Lakers were successful against one and not so successful against the other. You know, getting to those type of topics, then we're going to, you know, just kind of break down what we have moving forward. And we're going to see how this year starts. Is, is this going to be New Year, New Lakers or, you know, New Year, same old Lakers, you know? Fakers, flakers, all the things I hear. We'll get into all that and much, much more right after this. So happy New Year's. You know, check us out on any platform you have, Spotify, Apple, all those wonderful um, places you can go listen to your podcast. I appreciate it. That's Chill Bravado. And let's get right to it. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. We are recording right now. I was trying to wait and to see what happened with this game with, with Boston Celtics and Denver Nuggets with the rim delay. I'm sitting here like, what is going on? What is, I'm, I'm just enjoying watching Boston lose. And I just it, and it's finally over now. It's like if you're watching this game, it's officially over. If you watch this game, I'm, I'm watching it 121-11 Denver over Boston. It, it, was, it was fun to watch in that, in that second quarter, second half, until... You know, the delay. So without further ado, let's get into some Laker talk now that we had a little joy, you know, start off. Because the last time we seen the Lakers, it was LeBron's birthday, okay? And it was his 38th birthday. It's amazing because this guy's been in the league 20 years. And he came in 38 hot, going up against an Atlanta Hawks team. Because um, on the surface, people are like, oh, no, Trey Young. Oh, no, um, Murray. Oh, no. You know, just looking at these guards and... When the game started, you know, and, you know, Lonnie Walker was out and AD's, of course, been out. And, you know, and the Lakers just kind of didn't, you know, the first half they just played, you know, just kind of let you know both these teams are not in great places right now. But, you know, my thing is I fear guards that can get into the paint. I fear teams that can shoot it well enough. But I don't fear teams that turn the ball over. And I also don't fear teams who are not able to be physical with us in, on the perimeter. Because if you look at our Lake, the Lakers team and how it's constructed, um, if you have any, see, it, when we think about physical presence, we seem to only think about the bigs and, and everybody down there. Of course, with AD being out, we don't have the rim protection. Thomas Bryant has proven that he's not a great rim protector, but he's a good big man with, with good hands around the rim. He runs the floor hard. He's fast for his size. So he's a rim runner for sure. Just not a rim protector. Just not his fault. That's not what he's here for. Damon Jones is kind of disappointing because that's what you thought he would be here for. And now you're like, dang, why do we even bring him in? But when I look at the Atlanta Hawks, they didn't have Clint Capella. 
and as well as they don't have a lot of physical guards on the perimeter why i keep bringing it up because we were able to you know with the guys we have we're able to play physical with Atlanta and and not be penalized for the other on the on the other end because trace he's a finesse guy hunting for the fouls murray you know i'm not really a big fan of murray i he can play but i'm i'm not i don't he i don't fear him going up against the lakers and then you know you have your other guys on around the perimeter with them they don't strike fear into the lakers heart and then you look at a team like miami who i felt like we had a chance to beat but I was like, if only way we're going to be able to beat a Miami is we have to play smart. That means not turning the ball over, which we did. They're bigger than us, and, and they have bigger perimeter wings. Um, and they just have a lot of size. Jimmy Butler, um, what's his name? Strews, whatever his name is. Um, um, Martin, I'm forgetting the guy's name, who um, played for Kyle Lowry. Um, and then you have guys who can shoot it. You know, Duncan Robinson played. Tyler Hero play. Then you have a guy who he's not worried about us down low and because AD's out. Bam on the Bayou, you know, he's a guy who had no issues, you know, kind of collecting rebounds and gobbling those up. So it's two different dynamics here. A team like Miami, who if we can't turn them over and they just keep putting the ball in the basket, we can't get out in front of them. And they're good enough um, defensively against a team constructing like us to be physical with us at the point of attack at the point guard position and on the wings they can they can press up on us because they don't fear anybody catching and shooting or regularity so um it's just unfortunate because this team's just not built without without anthony davis and without having bigger wings we're not built to be able to maintain consistently and sustain that type of physicality against a team like miami who loves the physicality because they're you know their leader jimmy butler he's a guy who you know gets in the mid-range and he just kind of put us on a blender, um, spin moves, you know, backing the guys up, shooting over the top of guys. You know, it's just it's just easy for him when he doesn't have anybody who he has to really that's challenging him. LeBron prays his heart out, and that's where the we're gonna get to that in a second. But that's where his kind of rant came, and he voiced his opinion on those things. But just looking at the difference in the teams, Atlanta Hawks, we don't fear them like like Trey's not gonna overpower anybody. Like Russ is gonna be fine. Dennis is gonna be fine. You know. All these guys, you know, Troy Brown Jr. is going to be fine. Who's shot in the ball a little bit better over, you know, recent games? Because he's kind of fallen to the wayside, which is unfortunate for me, who was really looking forward to him after he started out pretty well when he came back from injury. Patrick Beverly is starting to shoot the ball better. Still, you know, still wish we could make a trade that included him and Kendrick Nunn in, in one of those first maybe, but I just don't see that being you know something that's realistic right now because teams are looking at us and they smell blood you know they, they, they can sense the blood in the water so they're going to try to get all the picks and get all the advantage they can so right now if you're wondering why the lakers are not making these moves and stuff because you can't just think that it's easy for them because teams are going to try to you know take advantage of them and use them right now so they're trying to pimp your lakers so if they're not making a trade right now it's probably because those trades have not been great or beneficial for them either in the current or in the, in the long term. I'm going to talk about that too because, you know, I talked to some friends and they've kind of put me on to what they felt about the Lakers making moves. But just, just looking back, like once again, I'm going to go into other games too, but this Atlanta game and this Miami game really just told me to tell the two teams. Turn the ball, turn the Atlanta um, Hawks over. I'm about to say the Falcons. Turn the Atlanta Hawks over. You get the running. You get the LeBron dunks and you get Thomas Bryant going. You get Russ getting the, you know, it, it's very fun. 
not turning Miami over and having to take the ball out the basket every time and do half court sets against this team who who, is, who has a culture who I've been told needs to be broke you know broken up, which you know I'm not disagreeing with, but how you break it up that's just something I want to get into eventually not today not not gonna fight that so Jr I'm not I'm not doing it I'm not doing it you know you know all things sports I'm not doing it. So when I come back, we're going to continue to talk about LBJ and we're going to get into the updates on 80s injuries. All right, let's get right into, you know, first off, we like to, you know, we've always wished LBJ a happy birthday, but now that we're in the new year, he's 38, you know, year 20. Uh, he put on a great performance uh, against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. He had his his mother and his wife there to cheer him on. You know, we you know I, I just feel like we really need to give him his flowers while he's here. Um, him as a Laker, you know, makes it hard for a lot of people to do that because you have your Laker haters who don't like him because they love Kobe. I understand it. I mean, I understand. I don't understand it. Let me say that first. But I understand if. Uh, you can't turn that switch off of not liking LeBron. I understand that part. But I don't understand how you look at him now the same way you did when he was with a Miami or a Cleveland. It's not really my thing. Once you become a Laker, during that season, even Russ, I, I, I couldn't bash Russ the way others did last year. Just not in my DNA. But that's why I'm chill bravado. That's that's me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very confident what my opinions are, but I'm also very calm. And I wait for, you know, CDs. I, mean, I told you, CDs, you know, collecting data. And I've collected data over these years LeBron's been here. And him being here has made the Lakers way more relevant than before he got here. You know, that gap when we had the Young Bucks. And people say they want to go back to those years. But winning 20-plus games a year, yeah, without a ring, it's not as fun. But, you know, we made, our, made that ring to be the Disney bubble ring, so nobody holds that to any regard. Anyway, so the disrespect LeBron gets at um, year 28, 38 is amazing to me. But it's not as amazing as him being able to run the floor and do what he does because, you know, my thoughts on him is his decline of athleticism is so, you know, minor, but you can see it here and there because he's been able to make up for it with his smarts and his mental game and his size. And... That's really been the difference. A guy his size, he still can move the way he do, but in the half court set, when he used to just get by a guy and dunk on him, because I've never been, you know, a fan of LeBron's dribbling. He's not a great dribbler, not a bop bop guy. He's not a hibachi guy. He's not doing that. But his ability to get you on his back and he just powers his way in just with that power and that strength and that athleticism. But now he's more crafty. He gets with the angles. He gets you on, you know, on the shoulder. He kind of, to me, he just fouls you and pushes you. Because I've, I've never understood that part of him. He just pushes guys off and then is able to just go in and lay it up. But at the same time, you know, the refs don't call a lot of, you know, fouls on him when he goes there and gets hat because I guess it's a balance itself out. I get it, but it's still frustrating to watch. You see guys who go in there and just get barely nicked and they get a foul for him. And LeBron goes in there and gets slapped and they're treating him like he's Shaq. But that's neither here nor there. We still um, want to, you know, appreciate when LeBron is done. And the King spoke out and he was saying to the, to the, I'm not going to try to quote it word for word. Cause you know, we've already, you know, he was talking about his, you know, not, not really 
looking forward to playing just to be playing. Like it's not in his DNA just to play basketball with no type of, you know, chip aspirations online. So he's a Laker 82-16, and trust me, this is what LeBron thinks. You know, some guys say he's not a winner. He doesn't want to win. He came to L.A. just to retire. I beg to differ. The guy sounds pretty frustrated, and you can see it in his body language from time to time where he can just look at his team and be like, we ain't got it. And he's, like, begging the front office. And now I, th- I think at the beginning was begging, but now it's like he's, like, you know, pushing. Like, all right, like, you know, I signed the extension. I'm going to be, and you cannot trade him until the offseason. Stop asking about trade packages for LeBron. Because when he signed his extension, it officially made him ineligible to be traded anytime during the season. So stop looking at ESPN. Stop looking, listening to, you know, all the, you know, the trade machine monsters out here who just putting out these weird trades and unnecessary stuff that's not going to happen. Now, if you want to trade AD, that's a whole nother discussion for another day. I'm not even going to get on to that. But first, we're going to say we have some kind of good news about that. I'm not, not, I'm not done with the LeBron thing, but I want to make sure I get this in. But apparently, AD has been having a bone spur, and he has a fractured bone in his foot, and the bone spur is pushing up against a, um, a nerve in his foot and it was causing pain. And it's saying that he has avoided surgery and that the pain level has gotten down to, quote, a two. I'm assuming that's on a scale from one to 10, I hope. And it seems like they're going to, you know, check it out. Now, don't be thinking we're going to see him in two weeks, but uh, apparently he's working his way back toward whatever the goal of getting him back on the court is. It's just too weird for me. I'm just going to assume that we're not going to see AD for another month. It just doesn't make sense. Like, it was already nervous, as, you know, as a fan. When you seen him go off, then you heard, indefinitely that's the when you see indefinitely it's like oh no then you hear like second and third and fourth opinions you're like really paranoid like but then you hear this and it's kind of good news kind of i don't really know what i'm hearing but seems ad seems very encouraged he's not wearing a boot he's following you know he's with the team on the road he's with him out you know celebrating lebron's birthday and fans are hating on that and i don't understand so fans really really on this street clothes thing like they act like ad wants to be hurt like it makes zero sense to me that we have guys who sit on the couch and watch these athletes play and then we judge them because he got hurt and we act like he meant to get hurt makes no sense to me like i get it like you're frustrated he's not playing and we talk about the injuries a lot and you got charles barkley with the street clothes things but go look around the league and see how many guys hurt look around the league see how many guys I hurt from multiple times. Like Devin Booker's out for a month right now. Chris Paul just came back. Kawhi's in and out. You never know. PG's another guy who's kind of like that. You know, it's just amazes me that we we look at these guys and we think they're all Iron Man. Like, like these are big athletes, big guys. You know, tall guys, long guys. You know, and the way AD's body's built, every time he falls, it feels like it take him three days to get up. So he makes me a little nervous with that. So AD has, he gives us a slight, like, ooh, happy moment. But we don't know. We still don't know what the injury is. So what is the trade market like? What do, what do the Lakers front office do with LeBron's comments? When we come back, I want to kind of talk about that again because I'm just, need, I need some answers. Like, it's time for me to go on a little mini rant. And I try not to do that, but we're going to keep it as chill as possible. And it's your boy, CB Chill Bravado, Lake Ray, 8216.
Okay. Anthony Davis injury. We see a lot of the comments. When Anthony Davis was playing those 10 games in a row where he was just going like crazy berserk monster numbers. But then you had these guys and these gals, mainly guys, who's like, oh, he'll be hurt in a week. Oh, he's he's going to hurt himself and he's going to blow this out. You know, and it's discouraging me that these are like Laker quote fans. I try to ignore the um the trolls because but I look in the people and I'm saying like they got Laker gear on and they're saying this and I'm thinking to myself why like you know then I think about it some people would rather disappoint themselves or set the bar so low so when it happens they don't feel as bad or they're not as angry but I think they're fooling themselves so you want this team to win a championship but you've lost you, you you've lost so much hope in the coach and and you don't like LeBron and you don't you know you don't trust AD's health. So you would rather, instead of supporting your team, you would just say, oh, he's going to get hurt anyway. Just watch. Because you, you know why you do that? Because you worry about what everybody else think. You're worried about what other fan bases think, other, you know, your peers. People give you a hard time. In this social media era, we don't like to be in the grind and lose and win and figure it out. And, and, and it falls apart. Face adversity. Get up. Get knocked back down. It's a long season. And it's a lot. And I looked at it in the last game of the season for us regular season is April 9th, I believe. That's a that's a long way away. We're not, you know, we're getting close to the halfway mark of the season, but at the same time, it's a lot of basketball left to be played. And then when you look at where we're at, we're right there in the play-in tournament, you know, range. And then you're not even you, you're not even six to seven games out of six so it's like we have a lot to play for but i understand the frustrations because it took me a while to even record this because i had to get myself to an even kill space because lebron james is is asking for trades but then when you look back you say did didn't you want to bring russ here or did the front office bring to you and you okayed it i don't think i think the blame pie game starts way too early in the season it was it's, we were two and ten and it was over like the season was over by the fans by the media then we had a stretch we went and won some games okay eight out of ten the Lakers will make some noise then unfortunately AD gets hurt and then you got Barkley who's gonna have his narrative you know you're gonna have Stephen S. Smith who's gonna bark and yell but right now it's football season so he's not even gonna be you know really you know he's not pressed yet he's gonna be lazy Shannon and Skip are going to overanalyze too much and they're just going to talk about LeBron. But with with AD and with LeBron right now, I want you to look at yourself, you know, through your sports eye and say, do I really like this team or do I really just like LeBron? Because you LeBron stands are really what brought a lot of this toxic energy to this team, which, I mean, you if you follow a player like that, I'm not mad at you. And I and I, I and I welcome I welcome people in. I'm like, I'm welcoming all LeBron fans to join the Lakers. But now it's all all of a sudden it's like LeBron has to win, you know, or else. And if he's not winning, he doesn't deserve this. LeBron deserves better. Make the trades. Don't waste his prime years. Blase, blase, blase. I'm a person who I I'm, I'm looking at it from both sides. I'm not, I don't feel sorry for LeBron. I don't care about 
wasting his prime, you know, twilight years and his best years and his last years and living in the last days, whatever we call it. But it's not it's not my job to sit here and tell them to help LeBron because I'm not a LeBron fan over a Laker fan. Like I, I love LeBron and then what he's you know what he's done. I appreciate watching him. Don't think he gets the respect about impacting the game because you know Steph Curry's the you know the most impactful person in the game right now, right? I'm no I don't agree with that, but I'm not hating on Steph. But I'm just not I'm just not convinced that that's true. But LeBron fans and stands drive me crazy because they take things too far. Now, I don't believe that front obviously to make a trade and throw away everything just to make LeBron happy. It's not really. It's not really. I see. I don't see that even helping because if you make a trade and it fails, then LeBron can bounce saying you don't have anything. But I I do see the need and the reason LeBron said what he said. I want to win now. I signed an extension to you. I, I I did a leap of faith. Um, I'm here. I'm playing. I dropped forty plus on my birthday. Thirty eight years of age, 20th year in, in, in the league. So, like, LeBron hasn't tapped out by no means. But in certain parts of the game, you look at him, you can tell, yeah, we ain't got it this game. Or this team just ain't built to beat this team. You know, when we lost to Miami, he said something. We lost to, was it the Bucks Or or the Clippers? Or, or whichever team. It's, it's like when certain teams beat us, he said something. And I feel like I don't listen to him when he talk about us losing to, like, a Charlotte which was amazing to me because Charlotte just got hot and started hitting shots. And we don't have any answer for that. If a team can outscore us and they can run with us, it's just outshoot us, I should say. It's a problem. Those young boys were dying for us to beat them, and we still let them win. With Dallas, the first half was great. We got in the third quarter, and when you're undersized and you have zero length and, and, and you're playing against a team like Dallas, all they got to do is swing, swing. You do that double and that same defense over and over and over again, and the same result's going to happen. It's going to be double Luca. He swings it to the middle of the court. They swing it to the corner, and then that's a three-ball splash. Swing, swing, splash is what we got a lot of. And They even got more crib. They swing, swing, and then swing it again, and then splash. So now you got, you got everybody scrambling, chasing, and we look crazy. So Dallas is another team. We we can't afford to go against teams like that and only be able to play defense one way. We lost a lot of versatility with AD going down. So you, you want to trade AD. Trade AD for what? Give me realistic options. When you want to blow teams up, you got to give me some, some facts and some realistic, logical ways to make your team better. Or if you're just doing it to get stuff, what stuff are you getting back? Are you getting back tradable assets as far as contracts and players? Are you getting back draft capital that you can maybe make a move later? Or are you just trading them away just because you're tired of seeing them on your team? I think it's a lot of rage quitters out here. You play Call of Duty and all these games, and you got upset, and you just cut your Xbox off. You ever battle somebody in Madden, and before the game ends, you see it's a peer loss connection. Well, that's what a lot of you Laker fans are doing. But then we start winning a couple of games, and then you come back, and then you get a little cold feet and you start saying, oh, no, AD's going to get hurt again anyway. Why did I put my faith in this team? Rob Palenka, you suck. Darvin Ham, you can't coach. LeBron James, you ruined the team. Russell Westbrook, you're still a liability. Who are these, these veteran minimum contracts? These guys suck. But I beg the difference. I'm coming right back to finish off my rant. So you guys just stay tuned. I'll be right back. Laker 82-16.
All right, we're not going to end like that. I'm not going to just go off on a rant. I want to give you some positivity because we have some games coming up, and I want you guys to know I still have positive views for this team. So don't think that just because I'm frustrated that I don't see it. Like We have a chance to get Charlotte back. It's some get back right now. We, we let them win that game. We're going to be at Charlotte starting tomorrow. Well, if you're listening, you know, on Monday morning, you'll later that night. Yeah, so Monday night, we're playing at Charlotte at 7 o'clock. Then Wednesday, we'll have Miami. It's some get-back time. We got Charlotte. Then we got Wednesday. We got Miami. And then Friday, let's make sure that Atlanta don't get us back. We play against Atlanta on Friday. And then we have a back-to-back, which is frustrates me because it's like the same thing happens every time Sacramento catches us with this back-to-back. So we got Sacramento on, on Saturday. So this is what we've been looking like. We got Charlotte on Monday. We got Miami on Wednesday. Then Friday, Saturday, we go Atlanta and Sacramento. You know, Sacramento bothers me because De'Aaron Fox and those guys can touch the paint. They play well enough defense, have, have enough um, shot creation and, sh- and shooters that gives us fits. And let's just be honest, I don't know if LeBron's going to play both those games. So it, it just depends on the lineups and the roster. And, and right now, LeBron listening to probable and probable and Lonnie Walker is listed as questionable, you know, so, and Anthony Davis, of course, is out, but now it's just a right foot stress injury, so we're going to see whatever happens in the Vellas with that, but, yeah, man, we're going to look, I'm not even looking at, worried about what records we go, I I just want to see the updates to keep going, like, what's the updates on AD? Trade, trade talks, I want that to be at all-time low. I don't want to hear any more talks. If something's going to happen, it's probably not going to happen till, you know, like, so they're getting, let, let's say the break's over for everybody. We are getting back in the office. It's January 1st. So by the 19th of January, if I haven't heard anything that sounds concrete or, or, or you know, some big money moves is being made, then I'll probably get frustrated. So document January 19th. This is when I get frustrated with the trade market, but until then, Let's just play basketball. Let's see if we can get some get back right games coming up this week. Yeah, man. Laker 82-16. It's your boy, Chill B. Chill Bravado Podcast, Laker 82-16. I got to say it again just because it's a grind, and I want you to be here with me. So stick with me. Stay there. We're going to talk about more than just all the, you know, narrative stuff. We're going to get back to some real basketball, but right now we got to start the year off right. Let's see if we can get a W against Charlotte. And if you're in the black blackout market like me, you got to figure out how you're going to watch this game. So frustrating. League pass. Do better.